playing the biggest rock bands of all time. Dirty Radio Classics. Coming up next, it's This, That, and the Other. This, That, and the Other. Hey everybody, it's Mick Sueda from The Hot Summers. And I'm also a founding member of Bullet Boys, and I'll be talking about that a little bit today with my good buddy, Troy. Stay tuned, you're listening to This, That, and the Other on Dirty Radio Classics. Uh, hey, so Mick is coming up, and uh, he was just on, uh, I believe, the third of this month, right after the holidays, announcing his departure, as well as Jimmy DeAnda, uh, that they are no longer a part of the original Bullet Boys. And uh, back in June, we spoke to Nick Ross, longtime guitar player for Mark Torian's Bullet Boys, and uh, he predicted it would be done by the holidays. We're going to play that snippet, but uh, here's a brief snippet of Mick Sueda's announcement. Then we've got a little bit of Hot Summers. We'll hear from Nick Ross predicting that this would happen. And then uh, we'll have the almighty Mick Sueda on this, that, and the other radio show, Dirty Radio.fm, Dirty Radio Classics. Uh, hey, Chris. Yeah, well, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, that's kind of why I wanted to come on, because I know this year uh, things are going to be a little different. And I wanted to make sure that uh, everybody is well aware uh, of how things are going to be now. So, yeah, that that's really it. I just wanted to uh, um, set... You know, something straight because obviously with the new year there are some changes coming down the pack. So anyway, yeah, without too much further ado, uh, we as Bullet Boys were scheduled to play the whiskey and unfortunately at the last minute uh, realized that uh, Lonnie wasn't going to be able to make it. Um, So that gig kind of went down the tubes and uh, if uh, the truth were to be known um, that would have been hey happy new year Lori truth to be known that gig was to be Jimmy's last he uh, decided that he wasn't going to continue on and and anybody that knows hi Roberta happy new year anybody that knows anything about this band knows that uh, volatility uh was a huge component in both its success and um, everything else. And so that was something that we expected to deal with at the whiskey gig. What I wasn't sure about at that point um, was how it was all going to turn out. I mean, I suppose there was a hope that uh, everything would be resolved and we'd play the gig and everybody would be happy and we could come to some resolution. At least that was my uh, fervent hope. But it uh, was not to be. And so, as a result of all that, I have also decided that I'm not going to be continuing on uh, with Bullet Boys. So, uh, unfortunately... Uh, even though there are gigs booked, I'm sure they will be played. Um, you won't be seeing Jimmy, and you won't be seeing me at these gigs. So, uh, in spite of whatever pictures you see, in spite of whatever press you see, um, but yeah, uh, Bullet Boys is not going to, unfortunately, be the all-original members anymore, and... I'm very sure it won't be ever again. Hey, everybody. 
It's Mick Sueda from the Hot Summers. You're listening to This, That, and the Other on Dirty Radio Classics. Stay tuned, stay in touch. This is Nick Roz from all kinds of bands that I never started, and you're listening to This, That, and the Other on Dirty Radio Classics. So, uh, you know, Nick's played with uh, lots of bands, uh, most recently uh, not only recorded but played live for many, many, many years with the Bullet Boys. Ten years. Ten years with the Bullet Boys, and, uh, well, now those guys got back together, uh, all original members, and they're out uh, currently touring. Let me ask you this. Did you ever um, sort of think that there was, uh, you know, a ticking time bomb on, on on when maybe this Mark Torian fronted Bullet Boys would end and those guys would get back together? Yeah, it was my idea. Um, I told them at the end of 2019, August of 2019, that what we were doing was kind of running its course uh, and that the best idea moving forward would probably be to call Mick, Jimmy, and Lonnie and, and do a reunion because... You could get the feeling in the room that we did all we could at that point after 10 years and two records and, and we did a lot, you know, and it was good while it lasted, but it was stagnant forever, all of us, and, and it was just the right time to do it. And I don't, you know, it, it took them a minute even to kind of get into it, and then the, the wheels kind of got in motion from that suggestion, and, and it worked, and that's actually where that band needs to be right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that's pretty interesting and also very selfless to go hey you know even though i'm in the band and i'm being employed by the guy in the band i'm suggesting he goes back with the ogs and they continue as the original guys as bullet boys uh do you have what's the over under on how many years this will last i I, i'm gonna say now 2020 doesn't count right (laughs) covid is the real covid's helping that reunion you know (laughs) Because they're going to get a year under their belt without a gig. They're going to get a free year with that, and uh, they can kind of ease into it with what he, you know. But, yeah, what's the over-under? What are we in? Uh, this is June. Yeah. They got gigs coming up. June, July, August, September, October, November. Holidays. Holidays. All right, so Nick Ross is calling it. Uh, they will maybe potentially. No, I, I hope for them it goes on. That's all right. We won't hold you to that. It really should hold on for as long as it possibly can. Right on. So, Bullet Boys, uh, hey, maybe they'll make it beyond the holidays. Mixed way to coming up. Bullet Boys, former Bullet Boys, the Hot Summers. Let's ring him now. We call him now. We find out what's up. We're going to peel the onion. Kick the can. It's going to get messy here, folks. All right, here we go. I'm a little nervous. I'm freaking out. 
And there's a bolo on Lonnie Vincent, by the way. Be on the lookout. All right, here we go. Yeah, hey, are you there? Yeah, I can hear you now. Wow, it's almost like a professional radio show. Mick Sueda uh, on the uh, West Coast in uh, Los Angeles. Are you in Los Angeles? Where are you at these days? Uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, back in the 323. Actually, 213. I'm dating myself. But, uh, Mick Sueda, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on here. This, that, and the other radio show heard live 2 to 5 Wednesdays at Dirty Radio Classics. And, uh, you know, we, we spun a little bit of your announcement that you made on the 3rd that you were no longer part of the Bullet Boys. And while you didn't speak for Jimmy DeAnda, you did mention that he uh, has made his departure. And in fact, about an hour from now, he will be on Facebook Live sort of telling his end of the story. So I wanted to find out what happened, not only as a fan, as a friend, somebody that I used to play with, uh, somebody I always look up to. What the hell happened? Well, I'm sure everybody has has a good idea. I mean, you go into these things with... uh, what I describe as hope, but it's, it's kind of qualified hope. Like you, you know, that there's a shelf life, you know, that there's a used by date and, uh, or at least best used by date. (laughs) And you just, you just hope it doesn't come, you know, too soon. And for me, frankly, it came too soon. I was really looking forward to the year and all the shows we had booked and uh, looking forward to going out and having a great time this summer and, uh, you know, we were thinking that uh, the whiskey show would be something that would sort of pull us together after a tough uh, 2021 and, and something that might sort of create a bond uh, that would carry over. And alas, that was that was not to be. Um, we had uh, a couple of guys that uh, were really important to the functioning of the band, namely the manager and the drummer that decided that they didn't want to move on and be a part of it. And so essentially my decision was made for me at that point. Uh, Okay. So it didn't necessarily start with your decision, but your decision was based on kind of what was happening around you. So, um, and for those uh, that want to hear from Jimmy's side of the story, uh, he'll be on his personal Facebook live at 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. You can get it from there. But uh, I want to ask maybe your interpretation of what he said. So he said, hey, you know, this gig, which actually ultimately ended up not happening anyway. um, Can we, can we talk about that? How how did that not happen, uh, a full band performance at the Whiskey, which would have been possibly the final performance of the uh, OGs? Yeah, it looked like it was going to be the final performance based on uh, what I uh, spoke to Jimmy about. So uh, essentially, uh, somebody didn't make the gig, and we couldn't play it uh, as you know we fully intended to, and that was pretty much it. And again, that you know that is part and parcel of why it's the decision was made for me, you know, because I, I can't really be in a position where I'm not sure if gigs are going to happen or if somebody's going to make it. And, uh, so, you know, there it is. I, I wish I'd had more influence. I wish that I could have done things, uh, or at least, uh, made things happen differently, but it's wasn't to be. Well, let's talk about when you guys, uh, first, 
got into a room together. What number one? What was the impetus to to have this? Because you know this has been kind of looming for you know at, at least a better part of a decade. You know maybe maybe not looming on the forefront, but in the background. You know there's always you know we always talk about the original guys. Listen, I grew up as a Bullet Boys fan. Uh, I've had the opportunity to not only play with you in a solo band, but you know I I, I have played with with Mark on occasion, and uh, you know but it's always like well when are you going to get the other the the other three guys together you know it's so how did that come about and and then you know how did it become beyond a concept because obviously uh for this to go so long for so many years where you guys were not together um how did you guys make the decision to go okay you know what let's throw caution at the wind and see if we can do it again well it's a very seductive scenario for me because i i love playing with these guys i uh have always said that it's it's a situation where I can just go in and there's a lot of freedom for me. Uh, in addition to the idea that you know these songs uh, constantly evolve and and for me, it's it's just our shows are like a sketch or, or I should say maybe even an, an outline or uh, kind of unscripted. It's it's totally unscripted and so for me it's it's a lot of fun because virtually you know sixty five seventy percent of what I do is uh improvised and and that's that's all i really love to do in in music is is uh play in that moment and this band and this music uh because you know i'm such a big part of it uh allows me to do that so again it's it's really uh attractive to me to get in a room with jimmy and lonnie and, and play as evidenced by our time and you know lies to see and treachery you know we we've always enjoyed playing this material and it i think it brings out the best in all of us um so there's that you know and when everybody seems to be in line and everybody seems to have the the right impetus as you say to to do it um you know it feels good at the time and 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 again you go into it with with the idea that you you know it's not going to go on forever and people don't always change and or maybe they rarely do so, uh, and, and I've always been maybe sort of naive in that regard. You know, I, I can put those things aside and, and hope for the best and, and figure that I'll, uh, I'll come out of it okay in the end. And that's, that's the attitude you go in with. You know, it's sort of a tempered enthusiasm. When you guys finally got into that room together, um, was it... Uh... Was it like kind of a big hug fest after you got, or was it like, hey, let's we'll we'll try a couple shows? Is is it kind of business as usual? We'll see how it goes, and then uh, you know, and obviously bringing in some management that might be able to help guide the path to number one, having some shows and having some successful shows to to you know help amp up the vibe a little bit is always a good thing. You know, if you're going to play some dirt club in. Uh, uh, you know, Wapakoneta, Ohio, that, that's not a good way to, to bring, ba- bring back the, the gang, you know? Um, but, and then the other part of that is what were your expectations when you guys got into the room together? Was there ever talks about, you know, writing new material or was it like, Hey, let's just see if we can play together and get along. Well, that's the, the, the part of that's, that's what makes it feel like a drug because every time we get in a room together and we play, it's, it's always that it's always that, that warm caress a familiarity and the the only time we can really be together without you know the the outside noise interfering and and uh it's uh it's it's extremely addictive and so once you add 
somebody who's willing to help, you know, i.e. a manager, um, willing to pull this stuff together and do get the dates going and, and, you know, the money is a lot better and there seems to be some sort of, uh, logical flow. Uh, it, it's hard to, to say, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to end well. I, I can't do this. You know, it's much more my, uh, in my personality to say, well, let's, let's, do it. Let's see how far it goes and let's have some fun while we're doing it, you know? And, and that certainly happened. The shows were great. And, uh, as, as much as I don't care for the travel, it, it was, uh, certainly a, a secondary issue. Um, so, you know, all of that was, uh, was very attractive and, and worked out pretty well. It's, it's really, like somebody was saying, it's like when you guys are on stage and you guys are in a room together, everything's great. As soon as everybody goes off into their own little world, that's when everything just seems to start, uh, you know, the orb of confusion sets in. Well, well you know, why, why do you think that is? Uh, why, why do you think, is it uh, insecurity amongst everybody not wondering what everybody's thinking? Because there is, I mean, I saw you guys in Vegas at the Golden Nugget. The show was like it was 1989, you know, it was it was awesome. And while I didn't see the band uh, in its heyday, I'm certainly familiar with the power of, of the Bullet Boys and that groove. And it's like you guys, uh, you know, just stepped out of a time machine and got right back on stage, and it was very cool. So, you know, what happens when you guys leave that wonderful moment? That the, the reason why you guys are all together in the first place is to make music on that 20 by 15 stage. And uh, wh- why do you, or how do you explain that when you get off that people get a little weird? It's very difficult to explain. I, I know there's a lot of external noise. I know that, that there are you know, voices whispering in everybody's ear. And, and once everybody gets away from that, that buzz, um, you know, you st- it starts to set in. Like, and I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but, sure. you, you know, you start wondering what's happening. And, and then you hear something happened and, and somebody did this or somebody did that or said this. And it, it all just starts manifesting in this, I suppose it is insecurity. I suppose it is uh, distrust. And, and for me, uh, you know, there has to, I have to be able to trust the guys in my band. I have to be able to know that, you know, somebody isn't going to, you know, go behind someone else's back and say something or do something. And, and uh, that just starts to dissipate, I suppose, with, with the time away and, it's funny when you get back together, you know, all that just sort of subsides into the background because there's a bigger goal in mind and and a bigger picture and you want to achieve that. You don't want to let everybody down. Um, So it's easy to overlook that, but there comes a time where, you know, it just feels like it's toxic and poisonous and, and nobody needs that in their life, especially at at our age sure so you know it seems like the snowball effect where um you know somebody wasn't able to get on the plane and get to the gig it sounds like jimmy and we're not speaking for him he'll he'll do that for himself in about 45 minutes um jimmy had already had in his head that that would be the last show and then turns out that that show never happened you sort of by default said well if you know that guy is going and you know we're the four ogs and now we're three ogs and this guy can't get on the plane uh, have you, and I'm not trying to out anybody, but have you spoken to Mark saying, well, you know, Mark, I, you know, I had hoped more for this, but sort of by default, this is kind of where we're at, or were you at, are you guys at odds or what kind of, what's the vibe there? Because it, it seems like you didn't make the conscious decision, but that, you know, you looked at what you had and perhaps you just said, Hey, I'll cut my losses. 
Yeah, I I didn't have to speak with Mark. I mean that the, the way that played out pretty much spoke uh, spoke volumes for me, and uh, there there was nothing else to be said. So um, my understanding is that he's already looking at putting together uh, a group of fellows to go out and do these dates. So. Uh, my big concern is that, you know, when people see our Jimmy's picture or see my picture out there, I just want them to know that that is not going to be the case and they're not going to see the original band. And, you know, there's no guarantee that that artwork and, you know, that uh, those photos won't be out there representing the, the gigs as such. So uh, as long as everybody knows what ticket they're buying and, and what to expect, uh, I'm OK with that. Um and you know, you know, you know how that goes. Yeah, no, of course, of course. We, you know, we've all dealt with the unscrupulous promoters out there. Hey, listen, there's a lot of good right. ones out there, but they're, they're the ones that are like, well, you know, these four guys will sell more tickets than you know that guy and the other three guys. So I, I get it, and uh, it, it's business. It's a terrible business that we're in, but uh, nonetheless, it is business. Um, let me ask you this: When you guys had gotten all back together. Um, did did you guys kind of cut the pie four ways again and, and go in on the name or because you know is possibly inevitable that this was going to happen um how do you unring that bell or was there no bell to unring as far as legality on the name and stuff did you just say listen take it i'm out uh yeah i mean that's pretty much the way it went down in 1993 i just wanted to distance myself at that point as much as possible and and that was uh, a byproduct of it um, so not much has changed in that regard. Um, control of the name, I, I suppose, uh, uh, we'll see how, you know, how that turns out at this point. Uh, I, I don't have much say in it. So, um, that's, that's cool with me. I mean, it, you know, as long as people understand what they're going to see. Uh, that's the most important thing at this point. Right on. And, uh, you know, last question about it, because I think we're, you know, we're hitting all the marks here. Uh, and then we want to talk about the hot summers because it's been sitting on the, the hot summer's been on the back burner for a little bit since you've been doing this. And uh, now it's going to move to the front. Do you have any any regrets and, uh, in, and any bad feelings? Or is it just kind of a bummer, but you knew in the back of your head it could happen? Or it's a matter of time when it's going to happen? Or are, are you kind of bummed out about it? Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, this is this has been my baby since the very beginning, and uh, I've always uh, put my heart and soul into it, and always felt like I, you know, put the the bigger picture first, and put the band first, and and have you know, I feel like I paid a, a significant price for that. Um, but again, it's all all in you know part of being a good soldier and being a good uh, team player, and and I always feel like I. Uh, have done that and you know i i can sleep at night unfortunately it's uh it fell short of expectations again and i was really hoping like i said earlier that we'd have a a good year and go out and get a lot of uh a lot of great uh, gigs in and uh that's not to be but like you said the hot summers is raring to go and i uh i'm working uh 
on the the mixes right now. So looking forward to getting that out very shortly. Yeah, let's talk about that. So uh, Shane Tassard on vocal, uh, he was in the mix when you guys were doing Lies, Deceit, and Treachery. It was uh, the three guys and Shane, and I I happened to see that show here in Vegas as well. And I thought that was a a great representation of the band and the music. And uh, you guys actually did, I I believe, an original song. And then uh, you and Shane continued to work together on the Hot Summers, and we played that uh, those songs here on this, that, and the other radio show here on Wednesdays Live 2 to 5 on Dirty Radio.fm channel, Dirty Radio Classics. Tell me a little bit about what the plans are for that. Well, once we get the record mixed and out, it sounds like we'll uh, we'll probably be uh, self-releasing it at this point until something else happens. We really haven't, you know, shopped it or done any uh, of the legwork yet because it is, you know, still uh, still in session mode. So sure. uh, once, uh, once I've finish this up which hopefully will be soon we'll get it mastered and uh at that point we'll uh we'll know a lot more about what's going to happen with it certainly we've had conversations with with people about releasing it and uh it it may come to fruition that way as well right on that's very cool hey did i happen to hear when you were on facebook the other day just sort of updating everybody did do, do you have is your son on general hospital did i hear that yeah my little guy easton rocket get He's, out uh, yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, he's, you know, I've been modeling and doing a lot of print work and uh, having a, a great go at that. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, and, and they, my, my wife gets these auditions that, that they've had to do by video. And it's funny because a lot of them aren't, uh, you know, they don't amount to anything. And it, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of, you know, work. And, and uh, it's kind of a pain in the butt to do. But this one... You know, she said, oh, man, here we go. Another one of these videos, another one of these auditions. And uh, she did it anyway, sent it in, and they just fell in love with him. They called him, like, the next day and said, you're the guy. You're the cat we need for this part. So he uh, is playing the part of Leo, who is autistic. And Easton is, in fact, autistic himself. So it's uh, it's a part that we have talked about over the years, you know, sort of, under the best circumstances, it'd be great if he had a part written for him, and, and that's essentially what this is. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, how has that been, uh, you know, kind of, de- you know, dealing with uh, getting him to the set and all that stuff? Is uh, is, is that a, I mean, are you guys like kind of managing his career, or is there, is there somebody else involved in helping out with that? Well, he's certainly, he's got an agent, but yeah, my wife uh, is, is uh, the person that takes him to the set every day or whenever he shoots. And uh, he's got a teacher there, so he's well cared for, and, and he loves it. He, uh, that's, if it's up to him, that's all he wants to do. Wow, that's awesome that he's, he's found a, a way to, uh, you know, an outlet and has been cast as a character that's, that's part of his daily life. And, and uh, that's awesome. And, and to bring that to the forefront and uh, to, to make that, a, you know, a thing on TV, you know, that, uh, you know, representing, you know, is really cool. Yeah, it's uh, cool also because his dad, his TV dad, also has a son who is on the spectrum, and uh, and he's he's just great with him. I mean, he he knows exactly what Easton needs to be doing, and sort of helps him here and there, and and it just couldn't be a better situation. We we still pinch ourselves over it, and that was one of the the other disappointing things with uh, uh, Bullet Boys. You know, we I was really looking forward to. Uh, doing some work towards spreading autism awareness, you know, by virtue of the band. And sure. that's one of the things that we talked about and obviously never got to. So 
that's as big a disappointment as not playing the gigs, as far as I'm concerned. So what uh, what happens from here? So you mix the album. Your son's going to be doing General Hospital. Uh, you'll find, I think, ultimately another outlet to um, you know sort of spread the word on autism. Uh, do you and uh, Jimmy break bread every once in a while? You guys on good terms? Yeah, we're on great terms. Absolutely. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to you know going to the Rainbow with him and, and hanging out as soon as things sort of uh, clear up around here. Um, but yeah, we Shane and I will be once the record gets done. We'll be looking for a bass player and a drummer to fill uh, fill the band out and start playing some shows. So that is uh, that is probably the next phase once we get the record done. Will you be contacting the people that Mark is contacting to an attempt to sabotage his? I'm kidding. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, you're kidding. Are you going to be? Hang on a sec. My phone's ringing. Uh, no, I'm talking to Mick right now. I will not take the gig. But, uh, well, man, I, you know, listen, I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate the honesty. Um, you know, we were all rooting for you guys to, uh, you know, possibly record, you know, even if it was like a new single or something, you know, Bullet Boys 2022. And I'm sorry it, uh, it didn't happen. But, you know, in the words of somebody very smart, things happen for a reason, and sometimes they take – longer than others to expose what that real reason is you know it, it only took me uh 47 years to meet my wife so that that you know I, I found my purpose it just took me half my life to do it but hey better late than never right absolutely and, and you're absolutely right you know this door shut and others will open and it'll as you said earlier it'll give me time to concentrate on getting the hot summers going and you know, working with Shane and, you know, our biggest problem is that we keep coming up with songs that uh, we want to put on the record. And it's like this never ending triple album that <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. has to come out at some point. So uh, I hope everybody sticks with us and, and uh, checks it out when we're done. And thank you all for listening and all your support. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, you mentioned one more thing before I let you go. You, you'd mentioned that, you know, you close the door and the others uh, are going to open. Uh, have you have you put multiple padlocks on the Bullet Boys door? And is that it for you? Uh, yeah. In fact, that door is uh, completely covered in kryptonite. So no one's going near that. <laughs> All right. Mick Sueda, man. I love you, bro. And uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that you came on and sort of got a little bit more in depth about, uh, you know, what, what happened and kind of how it happened. And, uh, and I always wish you all the best on the hot summers. How do we find out and, and continue to follow the hot summers and what you guys are going to be doing uh, this year? Well, obviously you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and there are hot summers pages there as well on each of those and uh yeah stay in touch with me and i'm always open to chatting and, and finding out what's going on if you have any cool bullet boys stories out there i can't wait to hear those <laughs> and uh you know just uh just hang in there man and and be safe and take care of each other right on hey uh one last question uh who should i draft who's a sleeper i should draft in the in my hockey fantasy league oh wow probably uh well certainly you might want to get Jack Eichel. He's skating, and and uh, you know you guys are going to be you guys are going to be happening here pretty shortly. In fact, I was just uh, telling my wife I want to come out and see the Sabers game. I think it's February first or something like that. We so, should, uh, we should let, go to a game. Let's connect. That's just, it's the Sabers game, and they're going to do uh, I think like a group thing where they they get a bunch of Sabers fans and go to a bar and hang out. So I want to come out for that. So yeah, I'll be in touch with you. 
Let's do that. That would be awesome. We haven't been to a Vegas Golden Knights game in quite some time. Yeah, Jack Eichel, this is all kind of new for me. This is my second year in this fantasy hockey league. You actually play real hockey. Are you still doing that, by the way? Yeah, I have a game tomorrow night. Jeez, you're insane. I have been on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. All right, hey, uh, Mick Sueda, former Bullet Boys, the hot summer is uh, getting hot all summer here in 2022 on this, that, and the other radio show, DirtyRadio.fm, Dirty Radio Classics. Mick, thanks so much for coming on and uh, letting us into your uh, little world a little bit here on the on, a, on the radio show thanks tiger love you brother all right love you more take care man there he goes mcsueda bullet boys no more the door has kryptonite on it and uh, here's a little uh, uh alien the hot summers and uh we'll be back with more of this that and the other radio show dirty radio fm dirty radio classic be right back playing the biggest rock bands of all time this is the best part of the trip i Dirty Radio Classics. Hey, it's Troy Patrick Farrell from This, That, and the Other radio show. Tune in to This, That, and the Other every Wednesday live from 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here only at Dirty Radio Classics.